0: Yeah do uh, do my my thing i thought this was out <laughs> You start oh, sorry, that's right, yeah, I do start it. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Board Game Gateway Podcast, place for your entry into the world of tabletop gaming, board games, and fun times. Is that a better motif than last week? I like that,
1: that's a good, that's a good one. Oh, I yeah, I know you oh, won't I like it. it. <laughs> that's all right. A uh, I explain a board game, if that's it's it's the first is... thing like he... <laughs> <laughs> I hear. I know, sorry, I, I tuned out immediately. You lost sorry. me off the dice game. <laughs> what the that? Where, where, uh,
0: where am I again? Uh, Anyway, well, if this is the first time that you're listening to the podcast, my name is Neva and I'm your host. I'm joined this evening by Blake, Yep, Ralph, Hello. and Matt, yep. Mr. Giggle. <laughs> That's and just, we are off. Yep. That just the
2: best response you're going to give us. No, not Blake. <laughs> and we're here
0: to talk to you about board games, why we love them, and um, hopefully give you an entry point into this hobby. Um, we have just. Finished, uh, playing a game. We decided to change up the order in things this week. Whereas last week in our first and initial episode, we were kind of feeling things out and we didn't really know what we were kind of going to do. And we talked about some game gateway games at the end and we felt kind of rushed. So we decided at the end, why don't we actually play a game before we record the podcast? Yes. And we did that tonight. So we actually record, we actually played a game, which we believe is a really great, uh, well at least I believe is a really great gateway game the other three boys hadn't played the game until tonight so they'll give you their thoughts and I was about to say thoughts and prayers I don't know that's not a that's not a a good way to talk to you about a board game but that game was Ganshon Clever or uh, That's Pretty Clever in English and um Look, we we're gonna we're gonna just start the podcast and we're gonna talk about this game because we all kind of uh, coming out the end of it. I think we're all kind of a bit eager to talk about this game and what just went down. It was pretty dang cool. And for those of you who don't know, um, I'll, I'll give the I'll give the rundown of this because uh, I've played this game a lot of times now. But Ganshon Clever is essentially, as Matt put it, "sexy Yahtzee." That was kind of <laughs> that was kind of what he 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 named it as. But essentially, is rolling it's interact multiplayer Yahtzee. Even though Yachty is multiplayer, but it has a lot more decisions, a lot more comboing, and a lot, uh, a very tighter decision space. So, you know, I'll look, I'll open the floor to you guys because I've played it before. But what, what do you think of the game?
3: I loved it. I loved it. Yeah, it was, it was really, it was really a lot of fun. Um, really colorful, engages you very quickly, and it, it's just simple. You just jump straight into it.
1: Yeah. yeah. I, I thought it was really cool. Um, I'm colorblind and struggle with some games, but. All the colours on these little, like, print and play or roll and write sheets you get, they're all really vibrant, and there's a lot of nice little pictures and colour to actually look at, which is really awesome.
0: Yeah. So, I'll oh, just yeah.
1: give a... The pick the, 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 the actual... The art.
2: Yeah, the, what are these things called, I won't say pictographs, but... The, are, I- the icons. The iconographies, that's it. The icons are really easy to follow. Yeah. That's one of the things, like, for, for any game, especially gateway games, if it's... I reckon after about I don't know a dozen different symbols, most people would tune out mm-hmm. yeah. unless you're a serious gamer, and even that's probably far too much for a lot of people. Like I,
1: I've played, sorry, I, I've played a lot of rolling rights, and they're not necessarily gateway rolling rights, but I loved how simple this was, yet still having that crunchy combo thing. Mm. Yeah. I, I reckon like this would be a game
2: that you could play with your mum, mm. and she would enjoy, mm. yeah, because yeah. there's enough old world game that she'll be comfortable with with a couple of of new ideas that that she'd also cope with, you know?
0: I think I'll explain just a bit how the game works as well just so everyone kind of understands what the game is. So the game presents you with six different dice and all of them are different colours, blue, yellow, orange, purple, green, uh, and white. And essentially the game asks you to roll the six dice and pick one. but where? And then you you do this three times, similar to exactly what you would do in Yahtzee, and then you resolve the action according to the colour. So there are five different... um, Areas each associated with the different colors and the six area the, uh, the six dice Which is the white dice is your wild dice So it can go in any of the six areas, but each of those areas have got different things that you can do such as The yellow area is bingo is like a bingo sort of thing where you need to get columns and rows completed The blue area is you're taking the sum of the blue and the white dice The green one is you always have to increment the dice number and then it resets um, the the orange one is kind of just take the point value and the purple one is kind of the, the more confusing one which is every dice number must be higher than the last one but if you can get a 6, it resets so you can go from 6 to a 1 but you can't go from a 3 to a 6 and where this game really shines which is that you have an active player who gets to take these dice and takes the 3 of the dice but the, where the, the twist comes in is that if I take the number 3 purple dice if there are... Uh, dice that are valued under that three, so let's just say for example a two yellow and a a blue two those dice then go into the dice pool for all of the other players to use at the end of your turn. So whatever you take directly affects the dice that the other people are going to pick and so that's where this game becomes really good because whereas Yahtzee is not really multiplayer, it's kind of multiplayer solitaire because yeah. what you do doesn't affect the other person it's just mm. I have a turn then you have a turn then you have a turn then you have a turn and at the end would you see who got most lucky with rolling the dice but here in Garnstrom Clever what ends up happening is whatever dice that I pick Um, directly affects what you guys can take. And, Blake, you did that early on in the game where you specifically left us with one really crappy, like, orange one or green one or something like that as well. well.
3: It It gives you that decision of, do I want to take this, which is technically more beneficial for me, but if I I take this opposite route, which still helps me, but it sort of starts to hinder everyone else. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean?
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's not... It's not like cutthroat, right? It's no, kind of that definitely. stepping stone yeah. after a single-player yet multiplayer game like Yahtzee actually is. You could still play this as almost a single-player in a group setting, right? Yeah. Like, you, your actions don't necessarily affect everyone else's. I mean, they do, in the sense that you get less to choose from. But you don't have to play it against the other player, no, You and just play it to yourself and, and then let the board decide what And happens. that's
3: what Nii nee was sort of saying. It was saying when I was making that decision, you know, although you can technically block us here, it's not necessarily always the best way the best way to play it anyway yeah, yeah you know, it's not it's, the best move for you exactly you, yeah. you, you you want to work on your own combos and that's what starts flowing through as you start having a few rolls you start oh if I get this oh now I can cross off a yellow one. Hmm. Oh, now I'll get an extra roll you know you start seeing it all pieced together and, a few, just a few rolls in
1: and like there is that sort of high you get when you only have like two re-rolls and you're like, I really want to get that yellow six right now or something. And you are constantly, Oh, I got one more. Should I push it again? And so there's a bit of that it's luck, but it's also exciting luck in a game, which is something I really enjoy in board games where, yeah, you know, Mm -hmm. you're you're chasing that high. We're all on the same
2: playing field. Yeah, we are. We are. Yeah. And, Sorry to, to bring in another game, but that
0: political game we played last
2: week—corridors cor- of power. We, uh, yes, yeah, so for, for
0: those of you listening, if you heard us talk about corridors of power, we finished recording the podcast and went, "You want to play it?" And we all did. So yeah, we, we all we, did. We, we immediately. And all played. of a sudden, one of us just suddenly realized, "No, I don't want to play this anymore." <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who that was. Yeah, I don't
1: know. know if you guys can guess who that is. No, yeah. I can't
3: remember. Really, it's a bit foggy.
1: But um, in comparison to this, right? I, I, I think because I was thinking about it
2: during the week you know every day stewing over <laughs> back and forth <laughs> waking up in a pool of groan to yeah, it that's right like, get that fucking the, the green, green. Thing I do. <laughs> sure. um, but like straight away the cards had fucked like, me over yeah and it wasn't just because of what I'd gotten it was because of what everyone else had gotten right? yeah. I didn't even have yeah. an ally out in the real world um, and so I think that affected how I enjoyed the game right Definitely. I also came into yeah. it thinking this is a political game I'm going to play it politically and it's not. It's not a role playing game at all. It's it's, a nego- it's
0: actually a negotiation game with a little bit of actually deception. Yeah, even yes. that's more deception. I'd say. Yeah, than anything definitely. Else.
1: Yeah. I um, I've played a lot of games of that. As the only game I've seen where three of the players got the exact same
0: constituents, and yeah, Matt
1: was the only one that just. Completely different from the rest of the To give you an games. idea of like
0: ending scoring, it was like Ralph and Blake ended on 36, I was on 34, and then Matt was on 18 or something like that. Like It was really like, close. Did I even between... get to double digits? Yeah, oh, yeah I did. I you, you I did. did. You were there. But yeah, uh, look, I want to circle back though what you guys talked about, which is that this game is actually a bit... Uh, you are right, which is it is single player with it's non-confrontational multiplayer so what i do does like for those of you listening so we should also mention that a roll and write specifically which we talked about if you don't know what that is it's simply you roll some dice and you write down the according thing so yahtzee is obviously the most prevalent example of what a roll and write is you roll you roll the dice and then you write down something it's like kind of the original roll and write if you will but with this one what i do though does and you we mentioned that you don't want to directly try and screw over everyone because you know, if you don't take the six, that really helps you more than it helps your opponent by giving them the dice. But there is that push and pull, though, which is that if I know towards the end game that you're going very heavily for something, maybe I don't take that, even if it means it's maybe a suboptimal move. It, it, it But, I mean, from a gateway game perspective, I mean, I really think this is a game, as like you said, you can put in front of anyone who you go, hey, have you heard of Yahtzee? Yeah? Well, let's play this because they instantly will know you'll look at the score sheet and it does look a bit confronting because there's like there's numbers everywhere and stuff. but I think as soon as you explain look, let's just worry about one one thing at a time. like oh, yellow only yeah. can go into yellow <clears throat> blue can only go into blue and as soon as you understand that, you're like, oh, Look, if you,
2: if you had to judge a game by how long it takes me to describe the rules <laughs> that's a pretty good game right Definitely. Yeah, we, were, like, we were playing it within 10 minutes of him starting the, starting the conversation yeah like
1: we're, we're all experienced gamers so I even think like a non-experienced gamer is still really good as a gateway game because you can literally show them your first turn mm. and they'll kind of get what to do on yep. their turn yep. anyway yeah yeah,
0: I think well the the total play time including the teach for this at four players was just over an hour, like an hour and three minutes. So yeah. that less than an hour for a four player game. And I can tell you from previous experience, if you play this at two players, you knock out a game in twenty minutes. And, in, and you guys immediately went and downloaded the game on your phone and iPads. Like Matt's got it open in his iPad right now. He's so he was like looking at the game and whatnot but like you can play this game solo though this is a very easy game you can whip up on your phone and just play it on as you said ralph you're gonna play it on the train
1: how does it play solo because like it's kind of got that there's a game called azul like where you pick a tile and then mm-hmm. all the other tiles are up to the other players to grab so this is, has a similar type of mechanic how does that really play when you're playing solo? So when you play
0: solo in this game, you just don't you don't worry about whatever the secondary dice are. So okay. it, what makes this game really good is the fact that we kind of mentioned that you do get to combo, uh, you can combo your actions. So, you know, if I complete a row on the yellow row, that means I can cross off a free blue, which also meant I finished a row there, which means I can do another purple, which means, oh, I can now do a green because I did that. And you can start to see where the combos happen, but in the solo player game, the only thing, it doesn't matter. It's the exact same game. You it just means that it just, you, just, goes, it's, it just you, goes. It's just beating your, your best high score. Yeah. I think Georgie. Yeah. I think one of her big things is that she's trying to she was pushing three hundred at one point. She was like because in a in a four player game you only get you get sixteen turns, four as the active, and then the other twelve as or the like secondary pass, passive turns. Yeah, yeah, but as a solo player, you get, you six, get six six times three, so whatever that's eighteen turns. How do you but,
1: how do you keep track of like the times three sort of thing is that like the a, times three yeah
0: so like you're in round one and you know round Oh well it's just happens. like you just you roll the dice then you just take a dice mark, it, take dice mark it take the next dice mark it take the next dice and mark it and then you just go to round two. Oh, i see okay yeah, so it's, it's literally yeah I you're that. just always the active player yeah. so it's mm. kind of it, it's a bit or it it actually works pretty well to be honest and you'll you'll see when you play it and yeah i think it will yeah. but look i this is also a pretty interesting discussion though because like you know that's really what the game is i mean i mean what The the other thing as well, though, is that towards the end of the game, you guys started to feel that this... Even though it's just rolling dice, there is actually a decision space here that really started making you guys feel a bit tense. Like, you were like, there is actually some choices to be made here. It's also, Matt, you mentioned the push your luck aspect of, like, do I take this now or do I re-roll for for another thing? There was an interesting bit when we got to
2: round four, and, like, I've been watching, everyone's making these combos, especially Blake, who's always a gun at the, the strategy. We got to round four and I got the free six or, eight, or whatever I wanted and I think I had a, a six move combo right mm. and I wouldn't be surprised if that stuck in someone's core going well you know I've worked all my numbers to get to the right boy Matt gets a free double, and he just like it's almost a leveler if you if you play it that way as well so yep. once again it's not a competition that is cutthroat it's just and it's it's a game where you're not leaving your opponents with no options you're just leaving them with less favourable options if you have that control. Yeah, But Which, it was
0: tense towards the end, though. Everyone was sitting there going, oh, do yeah. I... Actually, you were actually thinking, do I take this right now and try to work out your combo that's coming up, or do I then push my luck and take my re-roll here? It's interesting in the playtime.
2: Like, the first round was us learn the game, two quick rounds, and a third round of, oh, I've got to slow this down and make sure <laughs> yeah, I get yes, this right because I've put it out of time. I so. felt
1: that, too.
3: <laughs> but what I liked about the decision-making... In this game, and you know, a lot of people start hearing when you know, I know that I did with board games, you start hearing people talk about combos and you know, planning ahead, and then people just start to sort of tune out and go, oh, I don't know, or I don't know if I couldn't, if I can do that. I think half of the combos I was pulling in this game, I'd cross one off and go, Oh, yeah, oh, wait, no, that I can get, oh, and then I can. Oh, and it, I was sort of <laughs> working out the as, as, we as yeah. I was doing it, which was a nice little—you know—it's like you I'm unwrapping a present on
1: Christmas morning. Like, yeah. Oh,
3: this is. It. You surprise after yeah, every so cross. like
1: the combo is like you opening up a PlayStation game, and you're like, oh, that means there's a console under the tree, <laughs> <Yes>. isn't there? <laughs> you know, it's kind of like that. I mean, this, this opens up a
0: really interesting thing, though, to have a chat about, which is the theme of today's episode, which we're going to be talking about and bring everything back in. So, we wanted to kind of say, you know, what makes a good gateway game is the first thing, but also then we'll also have a bit of a chat about what. Our, what, what do what do games mean to us as part of that? But the the, the overarching theme of what makes a good gateway game, which is, uh, I mean, we're starting to see what that is in this game, I think. It's, for me, what makes a good gateway game, and I, I know we're kind of transitioning away from Gantron Clever, but I will, we'll keep bringing it back to this because there's a couple of things, but the big thing for me is discovery. Mm-hmm. Because when you you mentioned, Blake, you know, oh, I can't, when I say comboing, all the, and I start throwing out terms that are not, you know roll dice move my car to free parking people start to go i don't uh, how do i do this yeah. but what i think is really good about garnstrom clever is you guys even that you are gamers but i this would be the same as everyone which is that once i explained the first section and i went oh okay and that symbol means if you finish that row you get a blue x mm. it means you get a free blue cross and then blake or matt one of you asked so if I cross the yellow, that means I get a free yellow X. And if I cross the four, that means I put a an orange four in that row. And you ask the question, like, without me even having to explain it, yeah. the iconography in this game is actually really good for that. But you discovered, oh, there's actually combos in here that allow me to go to... If I can do this, then that I combo's can. Combo's probably
2: the wrong word because it's not a combo; it's a cascading thing. It's a right? domino. It's a domino. That's right. Pool. Yeah, yeah. domino effect, so You don't, you yeah. don't kind of set it up. If I mean, you can if you play it smart, but because you're relying on the dice, you really are at someone else's mercy, even your own mercy. You know, it's yeah. not even. And,
0: yeah.
2: You don't have to be
3: in charge of it. Exactly. You don't have to take any extra action to to cause them. You know, it's just through the natural playing of the game, you'll start to cross, and then yeah. you know, you cross that, then I get this, and um, it just happens naturally rather than you have to set something up or yeah. take extra or do something different or out there to, to make it happen.
1: So just on like what makes a good gateway game, this one's a fantastic one because you're right, nee, it's just about the discovery of it for new players. So new players, when they see a six is rolled, that's green, they might take it and they go, oh, that. hang on, I get a, a blue X. That's amazing. And then they cross out that blue X and yeah. go, oh, I, that means I get a yellow X that's amazing so like this game is a fantastic one and um, I've got a similar roller right that's called Fleet the dice game which is about catching fish and it's probably just a bit of a step higher than this game but Mm -hmm. it's got a similar feel I played that with a cousin of mine who's uh, a teenager and she's just sort of discovering these games herself but she's like oh okay I'll get a coin oh hang on that means I get to launch a boat oh hang on that means I get to get a fish like and she was really enjoying discovering these things So that was really cool to see. So, yeah, I love showing games like this. Look, I played
0: Fleet. You brought it to Goobicon earlier in the year, and you said you want to play. And I sat down and went, Yeah, sure, why not? I've heard about it. I sat down and I literally had those moments. And I'm sitting there going, So I remember I was playing the big crab strategy. I don't know if that's Mm. actually a strategy. I just named it. No, it is. is. But apparently, but I was like, Well, everyone was doing something. So I went, Well, I'm just going to focus on this. And then I started doing something. I went, Wait a minute. That means if I do this. I can re-roll something, right? They're like, yep. Yeah. And I'm like, huh. And I'm sitting there, just my mind just starts going from the next thing. And I think this cascading domino effect that you said, Matt, which I really do think it really allows you to open up your mind to that, which is that mm-hmm. you're right. You start off with, well, like, oh, I get, and Ralph, you said as well, like I finish this, oh, I get to do this. Mm-hmm. But then after the first time, you're like, well, if I take the orange now, that means the next time my orange comes up, I'm going to get a free yellow. Yeah, And then I can... And you are right, though. You are at the mercy of the dice, but it does give you that very just like... Well, if I take well, something... It opens now, up those options yeah, for you. Yeah. So then
2: it gives you the, the ability then to go, well, not so much pre-plan, but have a couple of things in the bank to go, okay, well, if this comes up, I can do this. If this comes up, I can go there. And you're not then... Sitting there panicking when someone rolls a dice, you're like, Well, now I'm, I literally have to take one point, and that's a waste of my go, right? Like, you can hmm. kind of almost back yourself into more points if you play yeah. a little bit smarter, yeah. Um, then just you know, dumping whatever you've you know, rolled. And I think the extra, like, the extra roll and the um, the respawn over that thing is Yeah, pre- there's, there's, there's like uh, yeah. there's like
1: power ups in this game. Yeah, that yeah. so the extra that, roll that actually
2: makes the game like without that, I reckon the game would be quite dull. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that is a really good mechanic because then it also means that everyone's playing a very unique game. I think when we started, uh, with the exception of Blake, I think we were almost on the same track. Right? Yeah, we yeah. were in green, we were in turns. purple, and a little bit of yellow. I think Blake went straight down the purple, purple line, track, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, he yeah, hit uh, pretty hard. Mm. But at first, I was like, oh, we're, we're all playing the same game. And then very quickly, it diverted and... I had no idea who was going to win. Yeah. i we're pretty sure I wasn't, but I thought you were going to win. I think you were going to come second, to be <laughs> honest. <laughs>
0: well, like, so what the mechanic that Matt's referring to is the plus one. So it gives you an extra action, and through the through unlocking different rows and stuff, you can unlock the ability to take an extra action. And that you are right. That action itself is the moment where you're like, okay, I know that I can take any dice at any time after they're finished. And so if I hold on to this and I'm looking specifically for that thing, I'm going to take it, which can set off my cascade, right? And that's what happened at the end of the game with me. I was like, I needed Matt to roll a yellow five or a yellow wild. If it give, like I had a backup plan, but I said, if Matt can get that on his roll, then I've got a huge four or five like chain of like this, this, then this, then this, then this. But if he doesn't hit that, I've got my backup chain, which will be like three. Mm. So I was sitting there going, please, 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 please. It didn't, it didn't come off. You, you didn't get it, but I still had that plan. But I still, but had, I still yeah. had the alternative. But it was very simply just going. I'm just sitting here, and I did have a plan. But and that's why I really like this game, which is it. There's enough meat here that at least for the first, I would say probably the first ten plays, mm-hmm. it's going to be different all the time. But then you'll start to figure out your own strategies. You'll start mm-hmm. to go, I like going down this track because it gives me this. Or every time that I don't focus on orange, I always get screwed for some reason or something like that. And I think, um, you know, the discovery aspect in this game as well is really good. And, you know, so that's why I think from a, what makes a good gateway, I think discovery is one of those things, which is, you don't, it's not discovering the game, it's discovering something about the game mm-hmm. that you weren't prompted to. Like, I don't need to tell you all the rules. Like, I didn't explain. I just explained to you what the plus one meant Hmm. but by round three you were all like oh oh I can I can bank these up and I can use two in one turn to have a really big turn if I can do that Um, and I think that was good Uh, that was great so
1: yeah I got halfway through this game in particular and I noticed I got a couple of foxes and they multiply your lower score essentially so then I just shifted my game halfway through to start making sure I had basically the lowest score, like was the best out of the five different values I could get, I could boost up, mm. uh, and I think that, that kind of won me the game um, towards the end.
0: Yeah, because so, you you had the biggest multiplier. And... Yeah,
1: so I kind of pivoted strategy uh, halfway through, uh, but this sort of game, the discovery of it, now that I've discovered that that works. I might try a different strategy later to see because I'm sure they all work. It's just it depends on what options you're left with, really, in a multiplayer game as yeah. well.
0: Yeah. 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 I mean, so like, I guess, like, you know, Discovery is one of the first things that I uh, that, that I would think is a great game. I think this, but like, I guess, you know, I'll open up the top to you. Like, what is something you would say that. For a gateway game or a game, I look. I think we should also stipulate we're talking about a game that you've been able to convince someone to sit at the table and play something, right? Mm. Well, like it's you, also important you know, to think about who you who the audience is. Yeah, yeah.
2: right. Are you talking about your sixteen year old cousin, or are you talking about your mum or your grandma? Right, like who are, who 60... are you actually trying to get to play with you? because yeah. mm. I mean, in this scenario, we're all on the same wavelength about you know oh, yeah, this is going to be fun to, to learn something new. Yeah. But how do you, in like, when we talk about a gateway game, are we are we discussing it in terms of bringing people who aren't really familiar with the world of board games or, or
0: still in that monopoly mindset? I would think so. Uh, I think that's what I think we would de- determine as a gateway game. It's like more so a, this is a game that opens you up to the fact that playing games is more than just rolling and moving a piece. And that's why I asked the question of you guys, of like, what do you think is something that you would say you look at a game and go, that is a gateway game. Like, And what is that something like? For me, like I said, it's discovery, like something simple enough that you can discover something about the game. Yeah. But what, I mean, what's something that, that you would you would put out there?
1: I would say it definitely needs to be quick to teach and quick to learn. Mm, um, so, you know, there's a lot of games that I consider to be quite simple, but they're not quick. They're not like like, we keep circling back to Twilight Imperium. The actual mechanics are basic but it would it's definitely not a gateway no. it you would not definitely you would definitely not show your That mom a gateway game that we like to play. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean, but like yeah. it needs to be simple and uh it needs to be fun to play so that way you can keep the person engaged with you to actually keep playing with you.
0: I think that's a great point, though. I think simple to learn, simple to teach is also very important. I mean, we know of it, and anyone who knows my collection knows of it, but the the award that's given out every year, the Spiel Jaris Award, and now that's three fancy German words i just put next it's to it. It's basically like the Oscars for board games. Yeah, but, <laughs> do, but do you know what the criteria to win that award is, though? It is the best game that is the simplest to teach. Like you have to have a rule book that's under three or four pages. It has to be able to be taught within five to five minutes and you have to be able to play that game within a certain time limit so not every game qualifies Hmm. it no sorry it doesn't have to to play within a time limit but you have to be able to teach it to someone and have them playing within a time limit oh okay and so that's why the games that win it are never the best game they're they're not the best game of the year they're the best game that was the easiest to Hmm. teach and that's why whenever i say anyone look for that red like uh pawn symbol the little circle head yeah. with the triangle body when you see that you know that you're in a, in for at least a game that is easy to teach and then the games out there such as just one have won it uh Camel Cup Dominion have won it uh the mine I don't sorry, I don't think the mine won it um, oh, the Mind was King, definitely a finalist it was a finalist King yeah. Domino has won it there's a lot of these games out there mm. um, that have won this game um, won this award and specifically, that is why the the community realizes that that is something you're right, that we have to acknowledge. Like, yep. Once someone has committed themselves to playing a game at our table, if they're not mm. in this hobby, we have to make sure that... It's hard to get them back. It's hard to get them back. You're right. Because you, I'll tell you
1: what, um, board gamings are quite intimidating uh oh yeah I,
0: I went to a board game
1: convention and i was in my little cubby hole of a table and we played our game but then i walked around the 10 12 other tables and i didn't recognize any other game that the people were playing and yeah they looked pretty they looked interesting but i had no clue what they were all yelling about at the table yeah. so um so yeah just finding those simple games and someone who's willing to teach you was quite a, quite amazing
0: what do you think, what do you what do you reckon it is about those games? Why why do you reckon they are intimidating though? I mean, like I mean, I generally open this up to the, the table. Like, what is it about seeing bits at a table that makes people can kind of clam up? Like, what do you reckon? I
1: will? would I would say like just you're overstimulated because you're looking at everything all at once.
3: Well, that's but, it, and that, that sort of leads into what I was going to say. Um, is you know what makes a gateway good gateway game mm, mm. is, um. The setup of the game and you know i've been watching a few things from shut up and sit down and they hadn't they had a lot of these games and that's something that they talked about how you know you can set up a game and the game we talked about last week ticket to ride that's a great gateway game but even that one you know you've got train pieces everywhere you've got cards you've got the big board you've got these connect interconnected board um but you've got this game it's literally you open the box the box is tiny and you know, fit anywhere on your shelf and you pull out six pieces of dice, you get one piece of paper, each pen, and that's it. You're ready to go. Well, like you and think I'm...
0: about the and Clever, which is what you said, right? It's literally, but think about it, the box is even too big. The box is as big as it is to house the paper that you exactly. write on, right? It's six dice and this pad of paper to the point where they have made the, the box. It has like a little Petri dish thing, like a little plate printed on the cardboard. So it's like, okay, it actually doubles the box, doubles as the dice that the inactive players can use sits on the middle of the board game, the box, right? And like, if this is the small box and you're right, which is, yeah, I think that's a really good point. Like setting up a game, if people don't understand game mechanics, what they first see, if they see a game that's larger than a Monopoly board, like, and we use Monopoly as the kind of standard because, like, Monopoly generally takes about 90 But to everyone t- knows what that looks like. Yeah, we all yeah. know what it looks like, right? And you go, well, that's going to take me an hour or 90 minutes to two hours at minimum to play. There's going to be money involved and stuff, and I whip out tick to ride. And that board is bigger. And you're right, there's bigger, and then I give you 86 train pieces or yep. whatever the amount of trains is. And then I'm just like, okay. And then you're looking at this going, this is huge. But the actual game is just take a couple of cards, put yep. the cards down, and put some trains on the appropriate color train track. That's it. You didn't put your choo choos down. It's just. And, like, that,
3: and I find that the hardest, one of the hardest steps is that initial hurdle of, like you said, convincing someone to actually play the game. And mm-hmm. if they see you pulling pieces on pieces left and right, and it's like Ralph was saying with TI4, it doesn't matter how easy the actual game is. It's that initial hurdle to get into the game and get them playing. And that that's the that's the biggest hurdle you've got to get
2: past. You've also got, like, in those... I'm sure if you're walking around hearing people shout stuff out, if you don't know the terminology they're shouting out, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Oh, okay, I'm moving my farmer onto the battleship, right? Like, well, Is that good? Is that bad? How many battleships do you... Like, you know, there are so many questions because it's just nomenclature about the game yep. sheep that for unless wood unless you're really into it you 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 know that's a big hurdle that's you it you know
3: I told- and, and that was going to be my second point about a gateway game um, a clear and defined goal I think is really important yeah it's like you say if you're moving farmers onto battleships and you know, that gives you five points, but they're not those aren't victory points. Those are just points for you to spend and Yeah, your that's actual right. but only in the third round be... of every
2: turn like,
3: like fucking hell. Exactly. And only
0: if Austria controls Western Germany. Yeah. yeah, that's right. And also <laughs> the third have... moon <laughs> in the third moon phase. Unless you have an ogre and then they're worth double the points. why it...
2: what the fuck? Yeah, so <laughs> yeah. When I when
1: I teach games I have been guilty of not saying how do you win or what's the point of this, mm-hmm. like so. Uh, that's something I really try and drive home to say we're playing this game, how you win most points, like that sort of yes. thing. Yep. And well, coming yeah. back to
2: what is this thing called?
1: Uh, that's, <laughs> pretty, <laughs> that's pretty clever. That's
2: pretty clever. Like, there is nothing that's unfamiliar. We're dealing with colors, we're dealing with numbers. That's it, right? yeah, there's nice. no, there's no. There's no talking about. Anything specific, mm. any any, any yeah. setting or anything like that. I also think it's important to have a game, and this is obviously coming from the guy who doesn't win games, but to have a game where if you lose, you haven't felt like you've wasted your hour. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Right? Exactly, there are yeah. a lot of games where you can jump into, give it your best, get absolutely murdered, and walk away, walk away going, I did not enjoy spending that time at all. I but think, fine. yeah, that's like, a It's not a level playing yeah. field. Yeah, I'm okay to lose that game because... You know, it was it was fun to get to the loss, yeah. right? It wasn't actually about the win at all. It's going, oh, cool. This is really cool to, as you said, unravel the bits as
1: you go, learn the game, have a bit of fun, see other people's strategies. Mm-hmm. But I didn't get to the end going, oh, no, Well, the guy who actually invented Catan and made Catan, um, he actually just wanted a game where he can play with his sons and it didn't end in an argument. Mm. He actually just wanted to have a good time with his kids. So that's why he made that, well, which that, is really
0: cool. That's essentially what board gaming is for me. Board gaming is twofold for me. The first is that I do like to exercise that thinking part of my brain. That's the, I, And I will admit, like I'm a gamer, I like playing games, I like finding strategies. But more importantly... It's the getting people around the table and sharing an experience, which we kind of talked on yesterday, but it's like we are this, we shared this experience, even though we were kind of, when we played and Clever, we were all kind of playing our own sort of little game, but it was a shared experience. And we all had that moment of at the exact same time in the third round, everyone went, oh no. And everyone had that moment. And then if if you didn't have that moment, you laughed because you're like, aha, you're having a hard decision. Oh, that must suck. And then literally the next turn, oh, no, (laughs) no. That's my go to do it. And you had the exact same thing. And I think that for me, um, the respecting of someone's time is is such a hard thing to nail down, which is you're right, which is that if you can come out of a game, even if you lost and you felt like I had a good time, it wasn't the game's fault. It was I made some dumb decisions. I should have done that. None is the pure sign of uh, I think and look I do believe but that. But there I, are
2: other games like Love Letter, right, which Nisha nee Jessica we should love have Letter. played tonight as well. Which
0: we will, which we will be playing in a love future episode. Love that <laughs> but,
2: but I think that's a game which kind of straddles being a gateway game because once again, you can you can spend your time having a great time with Love Letter, yeah, or you could spend your time just getting the worst you know, combo of cards every time, sitting there with the princess in your hand and. You know, don't, I don't. I can't get rid of this bitch. And, and I think, and unlike you know, if you're a new person to those games, you could very quickly go, oh, yeah, I don't like that one," because I didn't yeah. feel like I was in control. Whereas something like this game tonight, I felt like there was still a level of autonomy that I had to play my own game and just just explore it without it being make or break. You know, it's yeah. not like there was a move I went well that lost me the game yeah. doing that. You know,
3: well, that's it. And even though it's, I think, um, on the on the back of the. Page, they've got um like a score guidelines yeah, score guidelines for um solo play. And me read them out, you know, a sort of couple of scores, you know, if you're in this range, this is, you know, these are the sort of top bracket scores, these are the sort of the lower bracket scores. So even at the end of the game when I you know, Ralph took the win and um I was just proud, I'm looking at the scorecard and I'm somewhere, I'm not down the bottom of that yeah, yeah. score brackets, <laughs> you know. I I've actually it was it was more of an achievement myself, you know. Mm. Yeah. it's like that. you can play that, that you can be proud and, at, but of again, that again like Nick said it's around the table you know we all have a bit of ah oh, moments and there's ah oh, moments and um <laughs> yeah yeah, it's, it's, it's a, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. It was,
1: it was definitely exciting. Like, I ended this game just hoping Matt on the last turn rolled a two, and then if it did, I would have
3: really killed it on the but score think, even I more. We'll but, yeah. I wanted to, find, I, I, needed, to I needed Matt to roll a ten in yeah. blue and yeah. yellow. No,
2: no yeah. one told me what they wanted, right? Everyone <laughs> kept it to themselves, <laughs> and so you, none of you got it. Exactly, exactly right. right. And
1: I, I think the sign of a good gateway game is when it's over, you're not exhausted, and you're actually excited at the prospect of playing another round. Yeah. Mm. It doesn't have to be straight away, but maybe another day or something. Yeah, if it came out again, you like Yeah, to... you'll be more than happy, happy to play that. it, and even the person that you showed it to is not necessarily into these type of games. They'll be happy to give it another go.
0: Mm. Yeah, I, look, and I think as well, um, something that we didn't... which You kind of touched on, Matt, as well, but something that I think is underrated is the, the art as well. Like like we talked about uh hansa teutonica last week <laughs> but but from functionally I, I was thinking you about, talked about it. I but well, we, we, but we, it but i was thinking about this through the week which is that it does look bland but i was really i was thinking about this through the week and, but it looks bland for the purposes of actual functionality from the gameplay's perspective because your player pieces need to stand out on the board yeah. and yeah. that's what makes that game sing is that you can instantly look out and so when you look at the game it doesn't look nice But for the purposes of a gateway game, uh, Ralph and I, last night, we played uh, Marvel Champions. Marvel Champions, yeah. And that is not a gateway game, right? It's not. (laughs) However, the art style alone could pull in Mm. a non-gamer purely based on the fact that it is Marvel. Mm -hmm. And you could drop down the, the basic person in front of them and say, okay, who's your favorite superhero? You like Iron Man? Great, cool, bang, I'm gonna drop Iron Man right in front of you, take care of all the setup and I'm gonna take care of everything for you and you're gonna play as Iron Man and you're gonna be doing damage to to Thanos or to Ultron, yeah. like we so, were
1: last night. So what's really cool about Iron Man, the actual mechanic of how he plays is he he has to assemble his suit before he goes to battle. So even giving a new player Iron Man, you can literally just say, all right, build your suit. That's
0: your goal. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly at least right. for the first half and, of the game. And, and that game last night, even though I was learning on the fly, I honestly did feel like so long as the theme matched what they liked, you could get them into it. All
1: right, and also what you were just saying there, Anth, is actually theme plays a big part in actually introducing a new game yeah. to people as well um so guns strong clever it's there's not really a theme to it uh but you know ticket to ride is train and route building if people like trains and bright
0: colors it's typically typically going to be their thing well there's actually starting. To, yeah i mean you think about this actually starting to be a lot more game tie-ins with well-known properties yeah like some board games are their own thing. I mean, Settlers of Catan is its own thing, and it is something, right? Yeah. But now you're starting to get board games that are now pulling from video games. We have had Dead by Daylight, which Blake, you backed on Kickstarter, which, you know, welcome to the club. We're sorry that you're here. <laughs> um, but, you know... Sorry about that hole in the bottom of your wallet. <laughs> yeah. But there was yeah. also the Sniper Elite board game. There was... Um, there were other, There have been other ones that have now come out, Um and we're well, now starting like, to see... Well, actually, see. Um, Sorry,
1: I, well, there's, a, there's a fantastic movie from the 80s, I believe, called The Thing. Yeah. And the board game of it sounds like it's right up my alley, which is literally... Um, it's kind of semi-co-op where... I don't know, have you guys seen the movie? Yeah, uh, no, look, I've, I've seen, for, I've for seen the, all the clips of it. For those that haven't, um, they're basically scientists at a research post in Antarctica. And uh, basically, one guy is a demon. Um, that's kind of in their camp. And when the demon kills you he actually just sort of takes over your body and becomes your form, and he can only kill other people in the post outpost if they're alone. So in the board game, you actually like play with the six other people at the table, everyone's a scientist, and one person is the demon, so there's a bit of social deduction. But... Uh, if you're ever alone in the room with the demon, they can overtake you and it all happens with cards secretly so you never know who's really
0: human or not. So. I
1: mean, the other big Yeah, tie-in. it's a cool theme tie sounds a lot like Among Us. Huh? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah, it sounds great. It also reminds me of the other one, the other big one, Nemesis. Yes. Which is, even though it's not it's not titled it. It's essentially Aliens, the board game. Yeah. It's like yeah. you're all trying to get off the ship, and but some and there's an alien walking around, but then you also have things. So it's like games are now starting to pull from other popular media. You know what? For a whole bunch of different things.
2: You can circle that back to Monopoly, who branded themselves and said, "Cool, different cities can be, you know, have your own Monopoly board," and then all of a sudden they went, "Okay, cool, different properties, right?" There's now, Everyone there's gets the Simpsons your Simpsons one. Then there was.
1: You, know, like, oh, but I you know, know, what's know what's even how many funny? Different variations yeah.
2: of the, it's still the same game. Right? The I, I, game never changes.
1: I went to a morning tea breakfast in in Penrith, and there's Penrith Monopoly. <laughs> oh. I, think,
3: I think they actually brought out a very limited edition of Camden <laughs> Monopoly. Did they? Yeah. It wasn't it really... Was, um, if, like, there yeah. is what's the
2: one? Is it just... Panthers, not Panthers. Well there is that, <laughs> More expensive not Panthers. <laughs> go to Panthers. All right. The, the go, to, go to Jay or knock out two teeth. Uh,
0: Ice Guy. <laughs> is there now. The, the driving range, the pokies, the field. Yeah. But like but I think I it wouldn't surprise me if Mattel are just like, s- submit us your things and we'll make you your own custom board or something like that. It wouldn't it's surprise it's me. made their
2: company, you know. A billion dollar company, and they didn't have to change their base game. So it's a pretty smart marketing ploy. Really. You know, yeah.
1: I'm convinced people just collect those type of games and, Jenga, ne- and never play. Jane's got like every single Star Wars oh, yeah.
2: version of it, right? I How mean, many so think, Star Wars versions? I
1: think there's four Too or, many. I think there's four or five. Of I've them. got the Phantom Menace one, actually. Yeah, if you're missing it, no, no, she's, she's a mob, don't <laughs> okay. Right. But yeah,
0: and look, and that's the thing. Like the idea of like your property being actually recognisable is something that can help get people into a game. Now, it won't work for everything, right? It's not going right. to, obviously, but specifically with Marvel Champions last night, there's also now a new, another version called Marvel United. I haven't played it yet, but it's got the Marvel... Um, characters designed with the, the chibi art like the the, the small japanese like the a chibi art is like where they're like you know the small cutesy big head small yep. body art right. sort of thing right and it's designed in a specific kind way to look head. yeah kind of like the, the it's kind of that so like you look at a lot of these things and like a lot of them some games can actually be used if you say to them hey do you, i know you like marvel mm-hmm. therefore let's try this game right and so long as then the feeling of the game would give you the feeling of playing as spider-man or quick like for example last night i played quicksilver and my whole character's thing was i actually got to do multiple actions per turn like normally you can only hit or fight once a turn my character was all about I can hit once, then I get because I'm quick I get to hit again, but some of my cars were literally right ready up and hit a third time. So I felt like Quicksilver, he's literally the guy he doesn't hit hard, but yeah. he hits a lot. So yeah. it's like I can go wham, and if I can combo this correctly, I could get myself to a point where I'm really fast and really hitting hard and go bam bam bam. We lost the game. But we were were pretty close to getting in the end. I was
1: pretty mean at introducing me to it because we versed like a pretty tough boss. We didn't beat him. I was okay with it. It was fine. But Marvel Champions, I, I love Marvel Champions. I own a lot of the content and I've played so many games. It's actually a really great solo game as well and I can play it in half an hour if i'm working from home on a lunch break Mm -hmm. or something but um it's great playing with two or three other people as well and it really captures the feeling of being that particular superhero the villains are great too but you you don't really play with the villain they just attack you and stuff happens but um you know dr strange you know aside from doing normal attacks you can do spells and help your other characters out like there's a lot of interesting mechanics and they all feel very different to each other which is why i love it but i feel like um board games using intellectual property is a bit of a double-edged sword Can be, yeah um so there's a, a, a one of my first actual board games that i purchased was zombie side which mm. is essentially where everyone is on the same team you're all survivors and you've got to survive a survivor zombie horde is a very baseline what it is but now uh, they released Marvel Zombicide on Kickstarter, which is coming out, I think, late this year, um, being actually shipped to people. But I kind of, I looked at it, I didn't back it, because it kind of just felt like it was Zombicide, but they just cashed in with Marvel mm.
0: characters. I will say the one that I, I was looking at that I'm very disappointed I didn't back was Marvel Dice Throne. And Dice Throne is a game which I've actually got in my back. I've got four different characters, but basically the idea is a battle royale.
2: the Brain got?
0: no it's a different one but the idea of this one is you you take a character each character is their own separate thing and you have a deck and then you're just going to try and kill each other last one standing is the winner and in kickstarter marvel they decided that they were bringing out marvel dice throne so then it's exact same setup just with marvel characters and stuff and i was like that one works for me because it's like you want to play the character and i think this this is where this is where we start coming back, you know, nearly coming full circle. Which is that for me, the board games, these sh- shared experiences, these feelings, right? Like, what do board games mean, right, to us and stuff like that? Whereas, like that shared experience, if I'm playing Spider Man and Blake's playing Iron Man and you're Wonder Woman and Matt's, you know, Doctor Strange, we get a, our own individual feeling, but we also get that feeling of all right, we're going to pile on gonna pile on Nebo right now. And it's like, that oh, Spider-Man's going to be taken down, right? We get this, and it, it, it really opens up the door to something that you don't normally get. Like, mm. you don't get the, uh, the... It's also very insular in a weird way. Like, it's unique to you. Like, even though the game has been played by many other people, maybe in the same way, the way that the game gets played is unique to you to you you solely get this experience and the people who were there sharing that experience with you and no one else had that experience you know
1: so i played a game of hail hydra which is essentially for those board gamers out there the marvel version of the resistance Mm. and avalon um but what's really cool is everyone is spider-man superman not superman but it's marvel but um and that has a one-time powerful ability so it's the resistance but everyone has that one-time super
0: special thing that happens nice. so it's really cool I like that i mean well i guess yeah i mean the, that's that was like that marvel champions as we say so it's now been out for about three years it came out about 2019 so it's now it releases new superheroes as Fantasy Flight does. Fantasy yeah, I Flight, think... Fantasy the um, publishers, they kind of just produce new content every so often. They've done... You know, they, this is not the first time they've done that. They do it with, like, the Arkham Horror card game where yes. they release the packs and...
1: So they do them in cycles. So yeah. each cycle, I think, is, like six or so heroes and mm. um, they generally release one mini expansion every three months as well Yeah. Um, so the latest one that's coming out is actually the X-Men one so they're actually shifting right. to that and pretty excited for it um, you get to play as Wolverine and Cyclops and things like that so um, pretty keen for that but uh, I'm still a bit behind, I, <laughs> I've i purchased a lot of Marvel Champions <laughs> but not everything so um, but yeah I'm pretty excited to, to hit that but um, Marvel Champions is a game that I'll pretty much show every Marvel love of a person really yeah. it's a pretty great game and once you have your first game of it you dive into the deck construction where you realise oh no that card's shit I'm not going to take that in and things like that so really it's a game where you put the best cards in the deck before you play and then you just have fun playing out and see how that deck actually plays against the, the villain.
2: So that might be my gateway into actually deck builders because I don't like deck builders usually. But what? that's usually because I'm sitting there going, oh, I've got the petrified zombie and I've got the, the mauler. I don't know, are these good? Are they not good? I don't know what else
0: is out this there. This is why I think we need to play Dominion. I think we need to play that one because the names of the cards, especially when you're playing the very beginner game of Dominion, is like the market. What does the market do? Just get you one action, one gold, and one buy. And one card, I think. So yeah, so it's Like the festivals. Yeah, two but like cards, but that's yeah. it. It's like it's we're not playing like the petrified zombie and mm. and Aquest, the water mage, right? It's not like it's yeah. not like, it's just like this is the market. What's,
2: what's the one what's the deck builder that's what's, what's your big one? The... Domin- Dominion. That's the no, no, uh the... Dead
0: Reckoning. The, oh, is that no. the current one? Which the one? one
2: that, the one that Tom and George love playing.
0: Oh, um, Millennium good? Blades. Yeah, yeah. have yeah. with yeah. Bloody Which Blake, yeah. all, Blake also loves playing that one, I oh, think. Oh, I can't stand that game. I've never it's just to... too much. It's the one, so for those And then you yeah.
2: find out that they left half the cards in the box. You're like, really? <laughs> There's more? A deck builder you leave the cards. cards. trying like
0: three-quarters of the cards after all that Like, i kickstart the collusion expansion. That's pretty funny. But yeah, Millennium <laughs> Blades is the uh we're gonna pretend we're anime uh oh card protagonists and but you build your your thing in real time and then we're gonna play it out and the main rule which I, I do love and i hate it but the main rule is no take backsies so when you get to the tournament phase the rule book specifically says if you stuffed up too bad right that's the point it's a real time mm-hmm. game um, that's definitely not a gateway game, but it no. is certainly, but it, that does evoke the but, feeling, though. But,
2: maybe this Marvel one is my gateway into that kind of game strategy. Yeah, maybe yeah. Well, that's
0: the thing, because, like, I played it yesterday when we played it with Ralph. I just played with the base, the base I, set. I think as so, well, like, right, with the deck the builders,
2: like, I missed, in growing up, I missed the Pokemon phase. I, there were no real card trader games, like, in the playground that I got through, right? Whereas... Tom was big in, in Pokemon. You guys. He was, was big, big into Yu
1: Gi Oh. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I was I yeah Magic. I played a lot of Magic. Yeah, yeah, like Magic was a huge.
2: Like there were a couple of people who played Magic in my grade, but it really wasn't. Like there weren't that 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 IP wasn't really around for me. So mm. I so think that's why I'm kind of behind the egg
1: I I, I I think you'll quite like Marvel Champions, Matt. Um, the deck construction is very different from deck building. Um, but it it does v- play very similar to Magic, where you're tapping cards and getting powerful abilities with it so there are those combos in the game and you have to
0: spend cards to play other cards so you have to make yeah. So there, there
1: are some tough decisions to be made during the game oh. um even like just picking of what so you can be in hero form where you the, you attack the villain and the villain attacks you or you can be in alter ego like a civilian uh where the villain doesn't attack you and you can heal up a bit um however the villain will start to speed towards the end game a bit quicker because
0: um, you're essentially not battling him So he's getting His scheme is that's moving right. along Because you're not there to stop him yes. So yeah. yeah, so
1: it's quite an interesting game So yeah, definitely be happy to show you sometime It's yeah. really cool
0: Yeah, I think um, Look, we're, we're, we've we kind of circled around quite a lot of things That we really like out of a uh, gateway game Which is like, you know, simple uh, Well, simple enough It allows people to like Discovery is also another way of saying allows people to feel smart like you want like it allows them to like oh if I do this I can do that right? it, I think
1: you're getting that uh that endorphin where you're just yeah. being, you're being rewarded all that yeah. time and mm. it, it's a good feeling yeah
0: I think also it's having, a good dopamine here yeah, yeah. Uh, being simple enough having a nice enough look like the artwork does matter for getting people in not being too big is another one although I will say though once people kind of get over that hurdle of like oh this game is too big that very quickly opens a door for so much stuff you're like oh this looks fun because there's once you get over the idea of size, I like the the like this is uh, something that is underrated with board games. I think is the tactility of picking up the dice and rolling the dice, or picking up the horse, or like you know it's something as simple as like in Monopoly, picking up the car and pretending it's a car going and drive. Like you pick up and you play with the money. You and, pick up and you play with the pieces. And I
3: was thinking, I was thinking about that concept um, on the way home last week. Uh, after we played on Tabletop Simulator mm. online, and I think that's why. The, despite the fact that it's got... You can you can play almost anything on it. But I think that's why that application is so popular compared to, you know, games that come out and say, oh, we've got an online version of this, you can play this mm. uh, online on a, on a website. It's it's the fact it's that the you can... the 3D. The yeah. 3D, it's like you're sitting at the table, you're, you know, using... You've mouse, actually got to pick you, the card up. you got up. to pick the piece up, and it, it gives you... It's not... Quite there, it's the same as sitting at the table, mm. but it's it's real enough to it's a good emulate that feeling. That's yeah. why board very, game arena very
0: very sterile and away from you. It's yeah. why I, it. I love board game arena, but I will admit, it it does you lose even more of that tactility. Mm. Like, yeah. I love like being able to go into BGA and it's going. I'm going to do this, 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 and this, and I'm going to play a game, and it's great. I really love that. But then there are times where you're just like, I'm playing Seven Wonders Duel, or I'm like, I, I used to, I think I talked about this last week, but Rez Arcana, which is a game that Bl- uh, Ralph owns, I played it by myself, learned the game, played it, didn't understand it. And it wasn't until I got it in front of me and I was holding the cards and looking at things and holding it that all of a sudden it clicked. And I went, oh! And I won this game, and Ralph was like, you did really well. And I went, I'm surprised it is, well, that can I... And I actually enjoyed that. Mm. And that's the thing, like, giving... Like, this is why we, we talked about it. Like, when you talked about it, Ralph, when you said, when you're doing the teach, I... The first thing I do, I don't actually say how you're going to win. I throw pieces at people and say, hey, can you shuffle the deck for me? Or, yeah, hey, can, you, can like, you take this and just give mm. them pieces so they can actually go, oh what's this, and start playing with it. And okay. then you launch into the... We are this, and this is how you win. And I'll admit that it is hard sometimes. Those teachers are really hard, but
2: it makes me wonder as well. Coming back to that bloody Italian thing we played, like if we, if it wasn't just the printed version, if we had an actual. You know, well-made game in front. Would we have been as silly with that as we were? Right. I think yeah. we maybe did that not to cope with the fact that it was literally <laughs> one centimeter squares. If I was going, what the hell is this? I don't know, maybe we should have sweaty hands, or the game will disintegrate in front of you.
0: What if we actually had like 3D-printed palazzos in front of us? We actually <laughs> had, to drop, had to drop like little cubes into their places. Like you <laughs> get the, like, that? Like how were they made? Cupcakes coming every day. <laughs> Look, we're um we. are I think we're having some really, there's some really interesting things here about it. I mean, look, Garchon Clever. I think we can all agree is if you're looking for a really good simple game, this is one to certainly look. At. Look, it's relatively cheap too. I mean, I picked this up for about thirty five bucks. So. Yeah, relatively cheap and it's the end of
2: financial year right now so you might be able to get it even cheaper that's 35
0: <laughs> Australian dollars as well so if you're listening to this overseas and you happen to be that's even cheaper for you so the, the app's
2: 5 bucks there what you go playing your right for there. 5 bucks there
0: you yeah go. and it
1: looks like it plays really well I haven't done it yet but I definitely will be playing a few more games on the mobile and, and the
0: iPad yeah yeah but um look we are we're, we're slowly we're going to wind up i think the discussion of what makes a good gateway game because well do we, you want do you want to summarize it
1: first just to Yeah i think that's why that's what i was going to think points, yeah. i think that's what
0: i think yeah i think that's a a great a great way to kind of do this which is we obviously agree that a gateway game needs to be simple and easy to learn and easy to play. Uh, you need to be constantly rewarded yep. by the discovery of, of things and getting rewards during the game as well. Your, the game would need to, as Matt said, would have to respect your time or not waste your time.
2: You just don't want it to punish you. That's, that's the thing. Yeah, yeah. Right. You want to have a good time either yeah, way. That's right.
0: Yeah. And,
3: and it's, sorry. It's, it needs to look look the part, look accessible. So mm. I think that mental hurdle is, is the big yeah. i think that's yeah, a great way of actually so. putting
0: it. looking accessible is a great way of putting it i would say yeah if it, if it doesn't like you know if it doesn't look it or it doesn't look like it looks like i'm about to have a hard time the wall goes straight up with people. That yeah, yeah
1: it needs to be look look interesting as well um just to actually keep people engaged with it too
0: awesome yeah. awesome yeah i think look, there's so much more we can talk about this subject as well but if we do we'll be here all night but look <laughs> um Ralph, I know, like you've got it sitting in front of you, and we wanted to have a chat about it. Do you want to have a chat about what's sitting in front of you with the uh, That's entirely up to you. Well, mate, look, he's got he he wanted to have a chat about it, and I would love to have a look about it as well because okay, you've cool. got a game sitting in front of you. Um, and yeah. uh, what is it? And what are we? You know, it looks. Look, speaking of it looking accessible, I'm seeing purple and I'm seeing red, so it looks pretty good <laughs> from over here. So I like, the way, I like the look of it. So. Uh
1: yeah, so I thought um. We're actually filming this today when they released the James Webb telescope picture. And I thought, oh. why not review a space game where we're in the galaxy?
0: Uh, so let's that's do very it. Tight. That's yeah, awesome. that was a nice little segue. <laughs> what huh? is the name of this game?
1: This game is called Galaxy Trucker. Uh-huh. And uh, think Guardians of the Galaxy for those Marvel fans. Uh, and you're a Star-Lord and you know, you're know you in the scrapyard and you're trying to find the best ship's parts for your ship. Because that's what you'll be doing in this game. There's going to be a massive pile of little tiles, face down, just black, like it's in space. And what you're going to do on your turn, you actually have a board in front of you, and you're going to be building a spaceship. And the way you do that is, uh, this is all real time, everyone just grabs one tile face down, brings it back to their board, and only when your hand is on top of your board, you flip that tile over and you can see what that part is. And then you can choose to either put that part on your ship and it's stuck there or you can put it back in the middle face up and anyone else can grab it. So you're constantly, all four players, it's up to four, uh, are constantly grabbing tiles, taking a look, putting it back and so on and so forth. Just trying to build the best ship. Right. Now there is no time limit. You can take as much time as you want. However, as soon as someone's finished... Building their ship, they then flip an egg timer, which I think is like two minutes long. And then if they flip it again, then that's you need to be finished with building your ship.
0: Right, Okay. Yeah. so there's a bit of real-time pressure there. Yeah, a little like bit. Not taking too long, but also making sure that you've got a good ship.
1: Yeah, and and all the parts are pretty much things that you expect on a ship, like rockets to actually propel you forward, uh, like your crew quarters for your little men to live in. Um, there's going to be guns because in space you're going to have to shoot some stuff like pirates and things like that. So we, we've all been to space, yeah. and um, <laughs> in space we understand space. Don't worry. <laughs> you're you're going to find uh, some space junk there as well, and some of it could be valuable. Right. So you want to f- you want to yeah. basically have some um, storage quarters on your ship as well to actually put your stuff in. SS Voyager?
0: What junk is this? (laughs) (laughs)
1: Worthless (laughs) crap. So that's actually like the first part of the game. The second part of the game is actually going on the adventure with your ship. Now, your player, mat actually is like a little grid. So you have numbers 4 to 10 on the top and pretty much on the side. So it's kind of like a Microsoft Excel a little bit. And you might discover a meteor swarm and then you roll some dice and then like meteors can come from the top or to the left and things like that and they can hit parts of your ship. And some of the parts, that not every part connects to a part as well, but some of the parts, if you leave an exposed coil on the side of your ship where a meteor is going to hit you, you're actually going to lose that part of the ship. And if that is holding like storage quarters, which has some valuable cargo in, you lose that as well. So... Stuff happens during the game, and it's funny because you you, be, you might build a ship that's fine with it, but you might see my ship and I just lose half of it, and that's where it starts to get fun because you start seeing your friend's ships just blowing
0: up. Why did I have only <laughs> one link connecting my living quarters, my my, oh, my O2 tank? Yeah, because like... get the bathroom, <laughs> <laughs> where am I going to wee now?
2: Put all the fuel storage on the outside, that was such a dumb idea.
1: So like... You, you can't build the perfect ship. No one can because you're in that little bit of a time pressure as well as uh, once you put a piece down, it's locked in. So right, right. you, you kind of do get stuck. Yeah. And it's a bit of a luck thing as to where the dice will actually send the media swarm as well. Right. Um, so you might actually find an abandoned station and you can, if you have six crew members or, or three or whatever the card says, you can go on there and pick up some valuable cargo as well. Um, and essentially to win the game is the most points win. so you get points by the most cargo you have um, how far forward your ship is like how fast it is as well and things like that so um, you might find an abandoned station that's worth 6 cents is the currency of this game um, you might Sends crew to board another ship and go back to the spaceport and sell it for money and things like that. So, well, you might just get attacked by pirates and you've got to fight them off.
0: That's a fine cargo hold you got there, Matt. Be a shame if anything were to happen to it. <laughs> 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 yeah. So, look. So, why would it looks great? I mean, actually, you've brought the you've got the board in front of us here, and it looks really cool. So, I did because I wanted to show you guys what the board is. Um. So
1: there's three stages to this game. So yeah. stage one, you're building a little ship and then stage two, you're building one that's pretty much double the size. Yeah. And then the last rounds of the game, so you're going to go on three adventures and build three different spaceships. It's actually yeah. triple the size Holy. of your first one. <laughs> so, yeah. so building a good ship especially towards the end of the game the cargo is worth more you get more points you get more multipliers and more combos Um, but it's actually really fun just building the ship because that's literally half the game and then you just watch whatever happens to your ship so it really is just nonsense fun when you see another player's ship just blow up how long does it it plane? The box says 30 minutes, but I never see any box tell you the true time it plays. I would say it plays in an hour at four players. Yeah, yeah, well, we got an
0: hour the with floor. the three
2: rounds. I imagine like it'd be a good learning curve as well. Like you've, you've got yeah. a chance to have your dud round right up front. and go, "Oh, we're not doing that again."
0: Yeah, <laughs> exactly
1: that, right. Yeah.
3: Over the three rounds, you're not locked. It you make a crap ship. Yeah, with some serious flaws. You're
2: not stuck with that. That's not you know your whole game <laughs> gone
3: in that that building phase. Throughout. And that looks
2: back into the yeah, not time wasted there because you at least have your own chances to, to to improve your own skills before you get to the end of the game.
0: Who who yeah. do you think this game would be for, Ralph? Like like I look at this and go, this isn't a gateway game. But part of me goes, oh, but it could be like because it's just flipping tiles. But I think that from the look of the tiles, though the t- the artwork, it won't bring people in. Here, I don't. Think. Um, the
1: artwork is quite comical i'd say it's kind of like the jetsons back in the day um i wouldn't say it's a gateway game Mm -hmm. but i have shown this to brand new players to board games that are that are keen to give it a go because as soon as i pitched the the theme of it where i said you know we're, we're just in space we've got to build a ship from junk and they were like, yeah, okay, that sounds interesting. And then I told them what the mechanic was of flipping the tiles, and they're like, oh, this sounds like fun. So it really depends on the person, yeah. um, but I wouldn't say it's a gateway game. No. Okay.
2: Um, I, mean, I, I think if you were setting this up as well, though, like if you had all the tiles in it, it wouldn't look complicated. No, it as looks as as messy. their own little space <laughs> plus a board game, plus, you know, yeah, meeples and God knows what else. But so, well,
1: What's really cool about this game is like, there's no turns when you're building the ship, right? So I might want that that rocket with a certain type of connection so it connects nicely and it doesn't leave my ship to be vulnerable. So I might wait for you guys to reveal it, put it back and then I'll quickly snap it up. <laughs> right, right. Uh, so there's a little bit of that. Um, and you know, there's that time where it's like, Matt's like, oh, I really need a battery because that's how you power up your shields or your weapons. And I'm like, I know where a battery is. I'm just going to put it in my ship so Matt doesn't get it. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Little no, things like that. Me? Why me? They- <laughs> I'm sorry, man. No.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, look, if you didn't have the three hippie cards last week, we wouldn't be in this in this situation, okay? Just the foil. That's what I am.
1: So, so this game initially came out, I think, in 2007. Yeah, it's, um, a, it's an old game. Now, it's an old it? game, but it is it has had a resurgence because the copy that I've got actually is a reprint that, got released I think wasn't it, year, it was the 10 ago. year anniversary wasn't it Something like yeah, that. yeah yeah so I have one game of this absolutely loved it it's, it was on my mind for about three or four months and then I finally picked it up <laughs> right. yeah it's fantastic so um that is
0: Galaxy Trucker awesome, awesome. definitely looks like a lot of fun it does I think we should play it if you want to play i down
3: absolutely but yeah.
0: now yeah I think we should I think we should wrap this up because we're coming to the end of the office episode I think we should give it a go what do you reckon Sure. Yeah. Sure. All right. Good. I'm getting trepid. Yes. The, the, the well, I
1: like, think when you're on the podcast You have to say
0: yes well, No matter right. what game it is
2: <laughs> You literally locked me in there Right Like yeah. it's, it's
0: recorded <laughs> Yeah that's exactly what I do And that's so uh, We're going to go play some Galaxy, Galaxy Trucker with that And so I think that can, Did you do it? That's exactly what that is Alright well anyway That's going to bring us To the end of this episode I think I think, uh, so, I think we'll spare the listeners Our outro music again this week. Yeah, <laughs> We actually have outro music We do have actual yeah. outro music I'm that's not going to so, play it now Because I'm going to have to Sync it up And I don't think I can do it do that, but from myself, Blake, Ralph, and Matt, thank you for listening to the Board Game Gateway podcast. You can find us at www.boardgamegateway.com. We have a Discord community, a Facebook group coming. It should be up by the time this podcast is out. Um, And uh, look, if you want to play some games, come hang out in Discord. We'd love to play some more and meet some of you guys in the community. So, look, on behalf of all of us, thank you very much for joining us. we look forward to uh, your company next time. Uh, See ya. Bye. Get out of here. See ya, everyone. Bye, everybody. <laughs>
1: That's how I